to the Wednesday version of the Daily Walk. Today, we are in Zephaniah. It's a three-chapter book, and it's, once again, short. And, excuse me, it has to do with, guess what? The fall of Jerusalem. But it's during the time of Josiah, who was the good king, who was during the reform when everybody seemed, keyword seemed, to be coming back to the Lord. Good morning. It's morning where I'm at. How's your week going? It's hump day. We're halfway through. I'm your host of the Daily Walk, Wayne Clevenger, and today we're talking about three types of individuals in their daily walk with Christ. This is really what this is about. And if you read the preface at all, if you have the Daily Walk Bible, it it indicates this for us. There are three types. There's the hot, the cold, and the lukewarm. And Jesus talks about these in Revelation 2. And what he's talking about is your first love, really. And it's like... He doesn't, if you're hot, he rewards that. If you're hot and you're serving the Lord and you're doing what he wants and you're following the covenantal God the way he leads and you're not getting ahead and you're not being prideful and you're helping others come to know Jesus, he rewards that. If you're cold... That's another thing God can work with because then he will try to put people in your path to lure you to him, to bring you to him. Lure is probably not a good word. But he wants to draw you near, okay? But if you're lukewarm and straddling the fence and Jesus says if you're neither hot nor cold, you're lukewarm and it makes him want to spit you out and see in Zephaniah's time we got a lot of people who are kind of sitting status quo they don't do anything they say they love God but they don't reveal it in their actions and reactions and see that I think is a problem today we have a lot of people who go to church for that hour a week, but then the rest of the week they don't reflect the living God in their walk, their actions, reactions, the way they speak to people, the way they react to people, the way they interact with people does not reflect a loving God. It's not that they don't know God, maybe doesn't mean they haven't been saved by grace, but the reactions and actions and interactions and the way they speak and the way they They don't speak Jesus. They're on the fence. And that is really appalling to the Lord. 
He doesn't want us to just go through the motions. He wants us to be on fire for him. Because there's a lot of people in the world that need him, that need a relationship with him. So if we're in the supermarket and we just see somebody and we just walk by, and let me tell you, <laughs> that happens. And I I was at a convention this past summer where there were tens of thousands of people from our tribe there. And I just watched interaction, right? Watched interaction between themselves, the people of the same tribe, and how they interacted with people in the community. And I'm talking about in stores, in uh, restaurants, and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, we just got through singing a song that says, I speak Jesus. And I'm we're out there in the public, and what I notice is we, the tribe of this denomination, are not speaking Jesus. We go to these places, there's not smiles, there's not how are yous, there's not interaction that's pleasant. Matter of fact, I saw some people get upset because they waited too long for a table. And it's like, people, there's like tens of thousands of you here. <laughs> how is that speaking Jesus, you know? And I was just, it just made me cringe because it's like, how do we expect people to see Jesus if we're not reflecting Jesus to people? So my wife and I's effort has always been when we're out, we want to speak Jesus. We tip crazy in some people's mind because we know that's how they make their money. Now, there's a backstory to that as well, but we we want to speak Jesus. We pray with and, f I mean, you know, I, I hear people sometimes say, hey, we're going to say grace over our meal is there something we can pray specifically for you for when we do that? And, you know, they may say, oh, yeah, my daughter's having this or my son's having that or I'm having this or I'm having that. And then they say, okay, we'll pray for that. And they pray for that at their meal, right? And that's good. I'm, I'm not knocking that. But we literally pray with that white person. At the table, we pray with them, and they always accept it, and they wait for us. We don't take their time because we know they're busy, but we literally pray with them. And if we see that they're overwhelmed with busyness, we make it short and sweet so they know that we're praying with them, and we pray with them specifically for that need in the name of Jesus. Amen. And, and then they move on. We got to speak Jesus. We can't be lukewarm. We got to be the face of Jesus. And so what Zephaniah is facing here is, is in Josiah's time, the people are going through the motions. They're lukewarm. And it says they claim to follow the Lord, but then they go worship Malek. And Malek at the time was 
one of the worst pagan gods ever. One of, I said, because they offer sec they would sacrifice their children to that god. And you say, well, I don't sacrifice my children, but then obviously we don't physically sacrifice our children. But then I think, do we? Do we? I mean, how many times do we leave our children alone for our own selfish pleasures? And then how much quality time do we spend with our children because we want to spend our own time in our own thing doing our own thing? You know what I'm saying? And in a sense, we are sacrificing our children for our own pleasures. And so the Lord says, I will destroy those who used to worship me, but now no longer do. They think the Lord will do nothing to them, either good or bad, because they, they go through the motions and I just think about church life, man, and I think about church life where we come in on Sunday and we go through the, the you know, the three or four songs. We stand up, sit down, don't do nothing. Ain't no good when boss man's coming. And it's like we go through it and we get our hour or two in and then we go home and everything goes back to what we do from the time church is over to the next time church begins. And it makes me sad because that's what Zephaniah is writing about is this status quo, lukewarm people. And the Lord says the whole land will be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. And so we look at that and we think about all the people out there that look at us and they treat us with contempt because, you know, well, if that's what a Christian is and I don't want nothing to do with it. And we're, we're fighting our own battles. <clears throat> For the reality, we're fighting our own battles, right? Because, you know, I say that and I'm, I don't, I'm not saying that with a judgmental mindset because we all have our own issues. We have our own battles. You know, we're everyday people with everyday issues trying to get closer to God. So who knows what goes on from the time we leave church to the next time we gather. But there's those people on the outside that don't know God at all, and they're, they're cast and blame, right? And in this case, it's the Ethiopians and the Assyrians, right? And so God says, yeah, you're not going to get by with anything. You're not going to get anything. I'm going to follow them. And remember, Nineveh, who had a chance, fell back out of grace with God. And God calls them out specifically. I will make the great capital Nineveh a desolate wasteland. You know, because they return back to being those barbaric, ruthless people they were. And the Lord doesn't going to have that. So we think about people that look at us and our failures 
and the speck we got in our eye, and they got the planks in theirs. And the Lord's like, no, 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 we're not having that. We're not having that. So he's going to have judgment on everything and everything, not just the ones that were, but the ones that are casting the blame on those two because, one, we have we'll, God's going to hold us accountable, but at least we're trying to some degree. And then he's going to have judgment on those who never even went there, you know, i.e., Nineveh, Assyria, Ethiopia, Edom, okay? But here's the big thing. Here's how Zephaniah closes it. The Lord is still in the city. Here's I highlighted this because even those that don't trust in the Lord to draw near to him, the Lord is still in the city, and he does no wrong. We have to realize that even in the midst of it all, God is still in the midst of it all. And in the midst of it all, God is still there waiting for us to recognize his presence, get past ourselves, and recognize his presence and realize that, you know, if somebody who's hot comes in and teams up with him, i.e. someone comes in and will share Jesus with someone who is either lukewarm or hot or cold, I'm sorry, then the Holy Spirit starts working with that person that needs Jesus, and they start singing God there too and recognizing that God was there all along. Man, I can tell you now, after coming back to the Lord, where I can look back in my life before Christ and my sinfulness a many times where I know God was there because the only way I survived that particular situation was that the hand of the Lord was with me, and I wasn't even following God then. But the only way I can see it now is because I'm following God and I can see the hand of God was there then. You know, I have someone very close to me that, doesn't see that yet, but I see how God was in that situation they were in, in that could have cost them their life more than once. So God is in the midst of this stuff that goes down, and he is there waiting for one of us to come share the gospel, share the life, share the share the covenantal meaning of being in relationship with God with somebody so that we can team up with him and so they can see God too and realize how great it is to have this God in our presence. He's omnipresent, people. He's always there. And what's really cool is we serve a God, if we're in relationship with him, we serve a God that's big enough to be everywhere but personal enough to be right by your side in everything you go through. Isn't that amazing? 
I mean, to me, that's the most coolest thing ever. That he can be right here next to me, coddling me, holding me, and keeping me in the palm of his hand, but big enough to be in all the things that go on in the whole universe. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the promise Zephaniah leaves us with is on that day, you will no longer need to be ashamed. You'll no longer be rebels against me. I will remove all proud and arrogant people from among you. There will be no more haughtiness on my holy mountain. Those who are left will be lowly and humble. That's because we humble ourselves before the Lord. We realize it isn't about us. <laughs> it's all about him. I can't do it without you, Lord. That has been my that has been my realization since that day. For it is they who trust in the name of the Lord. Wow, that's the secret. We got to trust in the Lord. And the Lord himself will live among you. I will give you a good name, a name of distinction among all the nations of the earth. And I, as I restore your fortunes before their very eyes, I, the Lord, have spoken. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's so cool to know that if we just come to the Lord and know him, not only will you see him more clearly, but we'll start seeing where he has always been with us and protected us for what he has in store for us, and then we'll start seeing how he <coughs> will restore us to fullness in his grace. I don't know about you, but that's good stuff for me. And this all happened in Josiah's time, who was a good king. So really today, if we're, if we're living in a time where we think things are going well, what we really got to look at is things are going well, but where is my relationship with the Lord? Am I, am I serving him with my whole heart, mind, soul, and strength? Or am I just kind of straddling the fence and going from week to week in my time in between doesn't really reflect him because I know I need to speak Jesus and I know I need people to see Jesus through me because Jesus is everywhere. That's good food for thought today on this beautiful Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. Tomorrow is a rest day. Let's make it a good day. We'll see you next time on the Daily Walk. Word of God speak. Would you pour down like rain? Washing my